From beach towels to tea towels and from mugs to water bottles, the TNT shop has it all. Browse our shop now at TNTradio.live. This is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. I very much enjoyed my interview with David Morgan past hour. If you missed it, check the archive uh, and his website again, themorganreport.com. We've got Dr. Joseph Sansone coming up. Uh, Again, his substack, uh, Joseph Sansone, S-A-N-S-O-N-E.substack.com. Pretty popular. He's doing great work there, interviews. Um, He's really on the heels of the biosecurity states. Um, This was a crazy report. Fathomjournal.org just a couple days ago. Scandalous indoctrination inside a King's College counterterrorism course for UK civil servants. So again, um, one uh, one of the I call it at this point globalist uh, academia, King's College, and they had this course and in attendance, of course, for people from UK government, GCHQ. Some of the presenters were ex, you know, UK defense and GCHQ, and basically. The, the bottom line here, the, the person who attended says what the lecturer argued that Douglas Murray, who I've seen in per- person last year in L.A. at a conference, uh, and Joe Rogan are both examples of the far right. Quote, to what extent should Joe Rogan and Douglas Murray be suppressed? They have millions of followers to deplatform them would cause issues. End quote. Concluding his talk, the lecturer told a room full of government professionals, quote, so society needs to find other ways to suppress them end quote so we've got our governments in the west in europe in england in canada in the united states basically worried about podcasters about just normal citizens who don't believe them who are calling out their lies like douglas murray joe rogan and others um and wanting to do away with free speech and do away with these people um you know one step removed from flat out assassinating them or putting them in dungeons or prisons this is the state of the west it's absolutely insane i don't know how these sick people sleep at night uh the the, these um you know in out in the uk these canadian politicians or americans how do they look at themselves in the mirror i mean they've got to they've got to be sociopaths because otherwise there's no way you can sleep um soundly at night doing what you're doing day in and not day out to the western world some arctic news we gotta you know we gotta keep our our eye um everywhere don't we can't forget about the arctic i thought this was interesting echoing trump's offer to buy greenland america quietly doubles its claim to arctic seabed lost in the christmas rush America quietly expanded its claim to the Arctic seabed by an extra 200,000 square miles, an area, area twice the size of California. Russians who celebrate, um, who had been celebrating Christmas the next Sunday, did not miss Washington's move. They denounced it as a seizure. Uh, a member of the, or it says the vice speaker of the Federation Council in Russia says, today the Americans act without any international legal basis at all which means the international community has every right not to recognize new borders. A Duma member says Washington's biggest appetites are in the Bering Sea and the Arctic. 
So there's a battle going on there. Of course, a lot of resources, gas, oil, minerals. It says preparing for a mineral rush. Four nations are positioning themselves, Russia, Canada, America, and uh, Denmark. So keep an eye on the Arctic. Also, Scientific American a week ago reports, are Russia and China teaming, teaming up to control the Arctic? Worried Pentagon officials are resetting U.S. Arctic policy and training in response to China and Russia's plans. More aggressive posturing by Russia and China and the, and the fast melting. Okay, we'll just ignore that part. But in the Arctic is raising red flags for the Pentagon. Russia's working quickly to flex its muscle in the region through a partnership with China to build infrastructure along the Northern Sea Route. We have been seeing recently uh, the Northern um, China breaking records in terms of tra transport of goods through the Northern Sea Route. So again, a lot of stuff is going on, not just in space, but in the Arctic. Wall Street Journal publishes today cancer is striking more young people and doctors are alarmed and baffled the doctors are baffled i'm not baffled it's what happens when you inject yourself with pentagon juice and darpa gene therapy not to mention all of the other stuff that they're um exposing us to pesticides gmos um i was looking for some potato chips the other night organic potato chips and um to my dismay they had maltodextrin which I recently, I knew it was bad, but I didn't know how bad it was. Uh, so I had to give up my favorite organic potato chips because they've got this crap in them now. And so, you know, the, the little things like that that'll give you cancer uh, over time uh, to some people. So watch out. Um, cyber Polygon news, Taiwan bombarded with cyber attacks ahead of election. That's going on. Um, also, Russia-based group behind cyber attack on Kansas courts, says State Chief Justice. Again, the unholy trinity will be blamed Russia, Iran, China for the cyber polygon that will bring in the algorithm. Ghetto, um, this was pretty crazy. Maine, the state of Maine now has begun paying rent for homeless immigrants living in apartments located in the town of Brunswick. The state budgeted 3.5 million to provide 60 migrant families in Brunswick with two years of rent. I can't get that as a U.S. citizen even. Um, you know, what if Mexico, before I became a Mexican citizen, you know, what if they gave me rent, pay for my rent here in, in, in Mexico? It's absolutely crazy what's going on. It's so in our face. Um, even Skull and Bones is going woke. The Atlantic published today, Skull and Bones and Equity and Inclusion. And it's talking about some of the new young um, members of the Skull and Bones globalist elite satanic cult. You know, John Kerry was, uh, was is a member of George Bush. Uh, and now they're taking down paintings of the uh, older white uh, Skull and Bones members. Uh, pretty, pretty. Crazy. All right. A lot more stuff is popping off. But if you ever miss your favorite TNT show or interview, you can always listen back when you want, where, uh, wherever you want. Just visit episodes over at tntradio.live in the Podbean section. The videos are, are thrown up almost immediately after the interviews, which is amazing. Uh, good job, team, over there at TNT. I'm just shocked at how fast they upload this stuff. Uh, we're also on all the major podcast platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, Podbean. There's no reason to miss anything on TNT. Connecting the dots, painting the bigger picture. They always have great conversations. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
According to multiple reports, the U.S. is planning to send an unofficial delegation to Taiwan after the self-ruling island nation holds its presidential and parliamentary election this weekend. Here with the story, joining me once again, TNT News producer Adam Clark, codename Ruckus. Thanks, Harvori. Uh, yeah, it's basically confirmed. What was originally starting out during the day as a rumor uh, is pretty much uh, pretty legit here. A uh, little shady, a little shady if you ask me, but hey, whatever. This is what we're doing. Uh, so pretty much all of the uh, various media outlets were reporting a similar story. I'm going to, uh, we're going to go with the Epoch Times today, but basically this is officially confirmed thanks to a the deputy spokesperson for the National Security Council, one Kathleen Waters, who confirmed the Biden administration's plans during a call with reporters uh, yesterday, January 10th. According to Ms. Waters, this unofficial delegation will meet with both the president-elect and the other candidates and stress the importance of close relations between the United States and Taiwan, as well as what Washington's, uh, quote, one China policy is and is not, end quote. <laughs> I think you're starting to get the picture. Uh, the delegation will be made up of former high-ranking officials, according to Ms. Waters, although she did not provide further details regarding exactly which former senior senior officials would be deployed for the visit. However, if I'm not mistaken, the Financial Times has suggested that the White House has allegedly tapped former Deputy Secretary of State James Steinberg and former Republican National Security Advisor Stephen Hadley to lead the bipartisan delegation unconfirmed, but that's the rumor anyways. Uh, touching on Washington's quote-unquote unique unofficial relationship with Taipei, the NSC spokesperson, Miss um, Waters, uh, said face-to-face -face unofficial delegations are the most effective way to ensure both nations are communicating effectively. Uh, she said, quote, it's this, exactly this type of engagement that contributes to peace and stability, in our view. And it's also just critical to manage cross-strait tensions and cross-strait issues in this way. There's really no replacement for that direct communication. And that's what we're trying to get at through this unofficial delegation, end quote. Ms. Waters noted, Washington has sent unofficial delegations to Taipei in the past, including in April of 2021 and February of 2022. She said that neither of those visits was viewed as, quote unquote, escalatory by the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party. Thus, sending delegations, quote, is well within precedent, end quote. I'm curious, though, on the timing. Uh, the White House official also stressed that the delegation's visit will take place after the high-stakes presidential election concludes on January 13 to ensure Washington is, quote, not endorsing one candidate or one party over the other, end quote. Aha. Uh -huh. Wow, now I'm worried. Uh, Taiwan's elections are being closely watched amid a backdrop of increased tensions with China, which views the former as part of its own territory and has stepped up its military harassment of Taiwan in recent years. See, this is what they're going to print in the textbooks after China invades Taiwan and drags us into World War IV, Harvori. Um, what do you think about this one? 
it's it's dangerous you know and the russian um some of the russian experts or generals uh, have been warning not long ago about an increase a doubling down on color revolutions china has openly been talking about it we've seen now attempts in serbia kazakhstan georgia and they renew these attempts when they fail um poland is slowly being eroded uh and and uh, it's it's you know conservatism traditionalism being eroded uh, they've tried it in, in in hungary and i thought it was interesting this tweet from hu uh, he i think he was formerly the editor of china global times um he says today he says when u.s when quote u.s urges china not to interfere in taiwan elections end quote what was u.s doing and he lists three points he says planning number one planning an unofficial delegation comprised of former senior officials to taiwan shortly after the election number two dozens of u.s lawmakers backed a resolution supporting taiwan democracy resolved that the U senate is committed to supporting taiwan's self-defense and the liberty of its people through effective deterrence using all elements of u.s power number three taiwan's representative to u.s alexander yui who pretends to be Taiwan's de facto ambassador to the U.S. met with uh, U.S. House of uh, Representatives Speaker Mike Johnson. The, there are also many statements of standing with Taiwan. If these are not intervention, then what uh, what are? And he's he's right. You know, uh, this I've complained about this um, a lot. This double standards, you know, hypocrisy that we say democracy, democracy, election, sovereignty, sovereignty. Oh no, not that way. Not that's not the way we what we mean. You know, you, you got to let us take you over, um, and then let us extract all of your wealth for our oligarchy. Uh, so it's just more of the same ruckus, except that this is China this time uh, now in twenty twenty four, and so it's. I think it's going to get ugly. What do you think? Uh, well, I'm curious, is China planning on sending an unofficial delegation to meet with uh, Taiwan's next president personally, like the United States is? Which one of these countries actually, I mean, which either Taiwan owns itself or China owns it. But last time I checked, the United States does not own it. But um, we're sure acting that way now, aren't we? yeah it's just it's it's absolutely crazy and you know if cooler heads prevail look i'm not a fan of the style of government in china i've been to china the people are nice the country's nice the food is nice all of that stuff um i'm not a fan of the american government heck i'm not a fan of the mexican government which can't even protect me um you know what i'm saying so for all of those multipolaristas that that uh complain shut up <laughs> but um maybe it may would make more sense at this juncture for Taiwan to reunify with China peacefully but uh, I mean if not otherwise a lot of people could potentially die and a lot of them you know even the American experts like General Robert Spaulding and others say that we really can't do anything about it uh so you know any any other final thought there Ruckus um, yeah, it seems to me more like um, that they're going there, this delegation, to congratulate their man or woman that they helped get into office. That's my guess anyway. That they helped. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it was all an organic, authentic election. Right. Um, yeah. 
All right, Rockets, catch up with you soon. We got Doc, Doc Joseph Sansone coming on, josephsansone.substack.com, doing amazing work there. Feel free to call in or send your questions or comments in the chat or through my uh, contact form on the website. We'll be right back. TNT Radio's Joe Hoff. Just a terrible situation there, and Biden was behind it, pushing these arms, pushing billions of dollars over there. We don't know where that money went. I'll bet you money. I'll bet you a huge percent uh, went. To, I bet you more than fifty percent didn't go to the uh, to the people or to the war. Uh, it went to people's pockets, kind of like what we have in in uh, Palestine. Uh, with the U.S. since since well under Biden, uh, Trump shut this down, thank God. But under Biden, Obama, they started sending billions over to. Uh, that part of the world these people are have been after israel forever and and uh, supported by iran and billions of dollars going their way and uh, to help them not uh, you know basically uh create chaos in the middle east terrorism and and we saw what happened earlier this year about a month ago uh the two one attack in israel and the death and destruction rape and kidnapping more than 240 people kidnapped joe hoft on today's news talk radio tnt Radio works because of its ability to personalize to the listener. What's exciting these days is that people are rediscovering it. You know, people are really rediscovering just how powerful radio is, how ubiquitous it is. It's in our cars, it's in our homes. There are so many new ways to access it. It's everywhere. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. The Net Zero Con will leave millions of citizens dependent on state handouts. It isn't a theory, it's an agenda. There is no climate emergency. On air 24-7. This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. It's been a while. Returning to the Rebel Transmission is Dr. Joseph Sansone. He's an, uh, an author, hypnotherapist, psychotherapist. Uh, he spent much of his life as an entrepreneur. josephsansone.substack.com. Uh, a lot of great uh, analysis that he's doing there. Uh, welcome back to TNT. Hey, thanks for having me back on, Harari. It's I'm a psychotherapist opposed to psychopathic authoritarianism. You got to get that straight. That's, yes, I got to uh, update my. That's that's important, you know. That's. I got to update my notes, and I did listen to you mention that today in one of your podcasts, and and I love it. Um, and 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 so much is going on, and and we were just talking about this before we we went uh, live, but I noticed, um, you know, you, you've got a good following on your Substack. Uh, a lot of uh, stuff there and i think you, you've sort of started a type of a podcast there uh, interviewing a lot of cool folks james roguski anna Mihalsha. um if you want to just tell us a bit about your uh substack yeah sure uh, i mean i write about everything uh i've been writing a lot of stuff about the uh covid 19 bioweapon injections obviously but i mean I, I write about a variety of issues from you know foreign policy stuff to you know anything involving liberty and uh you name it but uh I, yeah i've been starting to do a weekly i mean i'm an amateur compared to you but i mean i, I do my weekly interviews and um I, I yeah i've had some good guests on uh next week we're gonna have uh dr uh, rima labo and then after that dr peter bregan so we got some uh some good ones you know yeah rima was on with me here just a couple weeks back uh i think and uh you, you've been following pushing your weight you know, I just follow on your wake, you know. No, I, 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 I need to get Peter Bregans on. I haven't talked to him uh, yet, but um, you've been pushing in out in out there in Florida the ban the job ban the jab, and I'm sure it's been uh, a, a, a long road. But I think you know nothing good comes easy, 
And I think you've been building momentum. Uh, I've seen on, on Twitter a lot of people uh, making these short video clips. And then we've recently gotten out in Florida, the Florida Surgeon General, Dr. Ladapo, talking about halting the the Pentagon juice, the DARPA gene therapy. Yeah. Uh, and so, you're, you you know, how's the ban the jab thing going? Do you think that maybe influenced um, his his comment? I think it's having an effect. I mean, we've had 10 county Republican parties that have passed a ban to jab resolutions declaring them to be biological and technological weapons, according to 18 U.S.C. 175, Chapter 10, Biological Weapons, and Florida Statute 790.166. I dream about those numbers and letters in my head, you know, every night. But um, so, yeah, we've and we got uh, a couple more coming up now. But uh, what we've been doing is we've been having people making short one to two minute videos, maybe three minutes and putting them out on uh, Twitter, especially, but on other social media. And, and these are videos calling on Governor DeSantis to ban a jab, uh, people saying it in their own words. And what they're doing is tagging at Ron DeSantis and at Florida and at the, the Surgeon General, Dr. Latipo. And I think they are having an effect. I know that people um, that have spoken with Latipo have shown him a few of those videos that we made. And I know that, uh, you know, I know uh, uh, Dr. Avery Brinkley had met with him a few weeks ago to discuss this very issue as well as the rendezvous. So, yeah, I think it's having an effect. Um, I'd like to get it where uh, they can't turn around without seeing another video because the only way we're going to stop this is like to kind of embarrass them to do it. Uh, I don't think there's any will there um dr latipo has made his so the florida department of health i wake up i check my email and i get the 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 thing from the florida department of health and you know it says on there that he's calling for they're calling for a halt to the to the covid 19 injections you know when you read through it it was a very timid it was written very timidly the headline that they put on it was stronger but then you know, his statement on Twitter was stronger. And then he went out on Steve Bannon and, and his statements on there, there were very strong. Um, and it kind of made me think they might be doing something in the future on it because uh, he, he literally called it the antichrist of product products. You know, he said it was immoral. It was, you know, he called that CVS and Walgreens too. So I don't know if they're going to try to do a targeted, like on you know, county facilities and start there with the Florida, you know, the County Department of Health. But um, I think they need to ban it. Uh, you know, what we're asking them to do is enforce enforce Florida law and federal law. They're bioweapons laws. These are biological weapons. Um, I, I, you know, I actually interviewed um, a woman named uh, Dr. Uh, Maravik uh, Vila. She's in the Villages, which is a huge senior community up by Orlando in Florida. And she's treating 2,000 vaccine-injured patients. And um, she's, you know, seeing the heart conditions, the turbo cancers, you know, pretty much everybody she sees has chronic fatigue. They've got um, uh, cognitive deficits like me right now. Yeah. But uh, I tell you what she's also seeing, though, is autoimmune diseases. And she actually later in that interview told me that uh, and she put out a video, too. And she called it a biological weapon as well. And she's actually got her patients putting out videos, too. And they're very powerful emotionally. But she said that everybody that gets the injection is developing an autoimmune disease. And she didn't mean like you're getting lupus or something else. She's saying the reaction to the injections is an autoimmune disease. And, and so I asked her, like, do you mean kind of like VADES, like they were talking early on? And she said, yes. It's, that's what based on 
the evidence that she's seeing right now, she's saying that she thinks everybody that gets a shot is having a damaged immune system as a result. And so this is a serious problem. That's why we need to ban these injections immediately and work on mitigating the damage to the 17 million Floridians, 271 million Americans, and what, over 5.5 billion people that they've poisoned, and, and find a way to mitigate that. And then we have to bring these people to justice because uh, what they've done is sick and twisted, and, and there's no other way to look at it. And I think these people need to face severe justice for what they've done. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, just and on the... Effects. Um, Wall Street Journal posts today the story: cancer is striking more young people, and doctors are alarmed and baffled. And Dr. Sansone, mm. uh, I don't think I don't think you and I, uh, you or I, are baffled. No, I mean, I just I just can't believe the the state of this. Um, <laughs> I think there's a few things going on there. The doctors are gaslighting their patients, and I think. They're gaslighting their patients for a few reasons. One, a lot of the doctor, you know, I happen to go to a doctor who she's got her own small practice and, and it's like an individual practice. Like I went back in time 20 years or 30 years, but most of these doctors are operating out of these kind of corporate places where you got a bunch of doctors in one facility and, and there's pros and cons to that. But I think they're afraid of being fired um, and, and that's part of it. I think part of it is that they don't want to admit that they just told you to take a poison. Uh, and I don't think it's that hard. They could just say, look, I was lied to, too. I don't think it's that hard. But uh, I think that's part of it. So, and I think there's some cognitive dissonance. Now, what Dr. Vila told me is she said a lot of these doctors that were, like, shunning her are now reaching out to her, asking her what to do with not just with their patients, but with themselves. And she said and the other aspect, and she's got a point with this, is, and this kind of plays into the cognitive dissonance, is like if you've taken this shot and you're having like no negative symptoms, I don't think you want to think about it. And and I think they're trying to block it out themselves too. But um, it, it, bottom line is that it's cowardice, it's immoral, and it's wrong. You you, you screwed up. You need to fix it. And and, and I think it's people really understand why it's so important to keep putting the pressure on because. We need one state to ban it because you see up north, they're trying to bring it back. And, and, and these psychopathic authoritarians are, you know, I, I, I don't know if they've got this new weird X named uh, um, disease X or some nonsense they've come up with. And I know I've talked to Todd Callender in the past and he said that, you know, they're pretty much they've got a Marburg um emergency in effect basically so we don't know if they're going to spring some phony marburg thing on us uh I i'm convinced that like the injections from what i've seen uh looking at dr anna's research is that uh we're looking at um uh nanotech in the injections there's self-assembling technology in the injections you can see it in the blood it's in the patents you know there's there's uh scientific papers it's kind of funny too i was I, you know, I'm a little slow. You probably knew this for the last two years, but I just realized, like, if you actually want to search something on the internet, go use the Russian search engine, the index. You knew that for the last couple of years, right? I just discovered this, like, recently. It, yeah, but, I mean, yeah. I've got I've got a whole bunch of book bookmarks: SwissCows.com, DuckDuckGo, which has succumbed to censorship itself. Yandex, uh -huh. Quant. Um, they're in my list there somewhere, but you're, you're right. We gotta, you gotta look at that alternative stuff. Uh, we gotta jump real quick, Dr. Sanson to our headlines. Be right back. <laughs> 
news doesn't stop breaking, and we don't take a break from covering it. TNT Radio News. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. During a primetime Fox News town hall in Iowa, former President Donald Trump addressed a supportive audience, but faced a direct question about his leadership intentions. Co-host Brett Baer asked Trump to clarify his statement about potential bedlam in the country if criminal prosecutions against him were pursued. During a heated Iowa presidential debate, Nikki Haley, the former governor of South Carolina, and Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, engaged in intense verbal sparring, with Haley labeling DeSantis as desperate and a loser. Globalist agendas, democratic rights at risk, corruption, propaganda. It never stops. For the news and views silenced by the mainstream media, by government and corporations, vote one. TNT Radio. Free speech always has a home here. Stay up to date with the latest live news and current affairs delivered by our lineup of expert commentators and hosts. Listen to TNT Radio anywhere you go. Ask Alexa or Google to play TNT Radio or download the TNT Radio app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Today's news talk. This is TNT Radio. We're talking to Dr. Joseph Sansone, josephsansone.com. Substack.com. He does uh, great uh, articles he publishes there, as well as now weekly uh, video podcasts and chats with um, fascinating people. Libo is coming up next on your um, uh, Substack there. She was on with us recently here. Um, and, and just the state of the jab, though, you know, as I see it, it seems like right now it's voluntary here in Mexico. They've now started selling them. You can't get them for free anymore. You go to the pharmacy and pay. They may have lowered the price for the Mexican economy here, maybe like 50 bucks. I know some places is 100, 120. Uh, so as, as far as I can tell, it seems to be voluntary. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but then you said that they're talking about bringing it back, making it mandatory in some places. So just any, any further thoughts on the state of the vaccine? And, and it seems maybe people are not so keen uh, anymore either. Uh, yeah, I, I'd agree with that. They're they're not um, they're not sucking it up as much, but a lot of people are. And, and remember, I, I think people have to understand is everybody's blood's contaminated. If you didn't not get the shot, it's almost guaranteed that you've got nanotech in your blood. You got the hydrogels in there because um, if you look at Anna's research, you see you can see it. I I even had my blood looked at, and I've got a little evidence of it. And it's because you're, you're being shed on now. If you have an intimate relationship with somebody that had the shot, then I think that's going to put you at much greater risk. But you know, just sitting here next to somebody and they're the they're shedding the nanotech on you, um, that's a problem. And then we don't even know like future generations how this is going to affect people. Uh, we do know that it is the deep, you know, it's a slow kill depopulation, uh, you know, because we've got um birth rates going down and you've got mortality going up especially many older people but i think over the next decade you're going to see a lot of people dying i think that uh, i'm not going to sit here and say like 90 percent of the people are going to die but look i have type 1 diabetes my lifespan on average is 15 years less than everybody else's um so depending on how bad of an autoimmune disease you're giving people bottom line is you're shortening their lifespans let alone all the other complications from heart to you know cancer and what have you and, and so we're shortening lifespan so it is a depopulation thing at the same time they're experimenting on us with these kind of weird transhumanist goals that they've got 
um, and, and uh, I guess one of the plant, you know, one of these ideas is this whole digital twin we're trying to create. So you've got the biosensors in your blood. You probably know all about this too, right? What do you not know? I, I, it's like, what do you do? Like, you're just like a speed reader. You know, I, it's like, I'm trying to yes, throw you a uh, curveball and you got it all. <laughs> no, I, I, a couple of years back, I talked to Allison uh, McDowell, who now hates me for no reason whatsoever. Uh, and then uh, Patrick Wood, uh, talking about this digital twinning. Um, and I think this is this is going to be, on one hand, it's fascinating. On the other, it's horrifying um, yeah, what they're trying to do. Horrifying. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah, and, and going forward, I mean, I think we need to pay more attention to this space um, because some of this tech is so advanced, you know, DARPA and all that. And you got to go read like these technical uh, papers and slowly they're bringing this um, out. And I think it's also related to what they're doing in space uh, with with different um, technology. And so, yeah, I mean, um, I guess just on that thought, I, I guess that will also play into the social credit system thing no because it's dna it's digital twinning and it's it's part of this whole sort of surveillance grid no well i mean i guess the way the way i'm understanding the way it was explained to me and um keep in mind nothing is original here right so it gets explained to me so the biosensors are in there and they're going to work with your phone and then it's going to transmit from there to the cloud and that's where the ai is where we will so it's like um you know how you're playing a game of chess and you've got like multiple moves you can contemplate well basically the ai which is as a digital twin of you that's experiencing your reality could work out a few different timeline futures but we're talking biology here and then it, it ends up downloading the enhancements to you and altering you so it's changing what you are as a human being and, 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 you know, then keep in mind, they're going to have you sitting over here in your little pod in your 15 minute city. So you're not even going to at some point, if the, it works out, you're not even going to know you're in some weird, you know, fake reality. You're not going to be able to tell the difference. Now, I don't think Uncle Klaus and, you know, um, his little mini me, uh, Professor Arari are going to be in that little pod. I think they're going to be out there experiencing the real world, you know, maybe maybe an enhanced version of themselves. Now, I don't know if they're going to succeed with these crazy plans, but this is what the synthetic biology appears to be about. And, and so we're like the lab rats. And what do you do with lab rats when you're, you're done with them? Yeah, awesome. <laughs> we got we got a. We got Joe on the line from California. Joe, what's up? Hey, Dr. Joey Sandstone uh, down in Florida. How you doing? Yeah, I wanted to ask you a question. Um, at what point are we going to uh, get to the point where even the normie Democrats, the Biden voters, are going to admit something's going on? You know, there, there's excess death. So when am I going to be able to pick up a decent house here in San Diego for under a million dollars because there's so many baby boomers dying off, their real estate's dropping, or there's a lot of vacancies in apartments. You had, uh, you know, Michael Yeadon saying, oh, yeah, this is going to kill so many people. I'm not seeing it. You've got the guy in Hawaii, Dow, saying, oh, there's all these people disabled where I'm not seeing any labor issues. It seems like, I mean, when, when are we going to really know, oh, my gosh, this is such a huge deal that, like I said, even your your normie uh, Biden voters will have to admit that something's going on. Because right now, I'm just not seeing it. Um, 
I would argue that everybody probably knows somebody that died or is dying from the shots. It's just they're not connecting the dots. I, you know, there's probably people that are getting cancer, heart issues, and things like that, and, and it's a side effect of the injections. Um, but I mean, when you're talking about California, you might have to wait for Lex Luthor to detonate the uh, nuclear bomb on the San Andreas Fault there, and then you can kind of get rid of, you know, then you. You might have a shot, but I imagine like people keep migrating out of out of California to different states right now. Uh, some of them are even coming down here now, but I guess you have a lot of people going to Texas and Montana and places like that, right? So you probably have an, the problem you're going to have there is I think the the same people are slowly exit ex, you know leaving the state. But to answer the bigger question so, of, go, go ahead. Yeah. Oh no no go ahead. I uh, just to answer the bigger question of when are they going to wake up? Uh, that's a tough one because a lot of people are just lockstep brainwashed. Uh, I think it's got to get a lot worse. I think that I think it has to be uh, painfully obvious. I guess uh, that's that's a difficult question because I'm still wondering when half of the Republicans are going to wake up. Or do you think an economic crash and war with Iran will kind of take people's minds off of this? I, I think not to sound like um, not to be too depressing, but I don't know because it's pretty bad now. And, and I guess here's the problem, though, is the what I see with the whole Middle East thing. I see this all as a as a little game they're playing, uh, which is a real dangerous one. But when when the CIA gives the OK for people to start hitting soft targets here, um, when the Hezbollah people, whoever they smuggled in here, start blowing off soft, soft targets, are people going to wake up or are they going to be calling for the police state like they were trying to force masks on everybody? And, and, and I just think, I don't know the answer to the question. I think I do know that what wakes people up is the truth. And I think that once you're exposed to the truth, it may take six months or a year or even two years for some people to wake up. But, it, you know, it's like a, a drippy faucet in the back of your head. And it's it makes for some people it's a slow process, but uh, so I, I don't know. Maybe when you're getting twenty five dollars a gallon gas after we, you know, if we have a regional war in the Middle East and you're paying twenty or twenty five dollars a gallon a gas, well, you're in California. I don't. Know, you might do that already. I don't know. But the rest of us, you know, we might mutiny if you do that to us. And you, what are you, you doing in California anyway? Oh, we lost them. Yeah, I, I was I just at a bus and shops there. No, I'm here. But, what, what are you doing in California? Said, what, what What's wrong with you? Get the hell out of there. Oh, well, I'm in San Diego. It's the best city by far. And I had cheap rent. If I was paying what what most people have to pay for rent, I definitely wouldn't be here. But I'm only uh, okay. I'm paying a minimal amount, so it, it's doable. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for the call. Joe, and you, you forgot people in Mexico, people coming down to Mexico as well, not just Texas uh, and, and Florida. I actually had a liberal, I, um, I had a consult with a liberal Californian uh, who was looking to come down to Mexico. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's interesting here. And um, just uh, just on what Joe brought up, let's not forget, you know, it's 2024, but you had the whole Deagle, right? Remember that website, Deagle? Um that talked yes. about by 20, 2025, um, population would begin to decline more evidently, as well as the sparse pandemic. I think that's 2018, one of the corona, um, the biosecurity simulations 
also I think uh, had 2025 in there as well. So um, look, I don't want I don't want people to be dying. I, I hope this is not true. Um, but thinking of spars and Deagle, um, let's just see what happens over the next year. But I, I you know, what you say, uh, Joseph, is that yeah? I mean, what we're seeing people now with all sorts of um, problems, uh, Guillain-Barre, autoimmune, some people dying, and so the, the, in a way, that's depopulation. That's going to shorten people's lifespans. So it's le it's less obvious. Right, it's the same effect, but it just takes more time. And you mentioned justice, just real quick. Uh, you know, legal man, who I'm a big fan of. He was in Jones Plantation um, Film dot com. I had him on recently. He tweets today because you mentioned justice and legal man tweets. He says, instead of sitting in prison with all his assets stripped away, Fauci is 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 instead giving a secret testimony to Congress and still being cited as an expert in the media. That is the reality. Of this place and legal man is pretty cyanide pilled but he does have a point um that justice is, is slow in coming when it when it comes to the likes of uh, fauci and others no i think there yeah nothing exists in a vacuum i think you need uh political pressure and i think the only thing that will work is fear and i think when they have genuine fear of the population i think that's when you'll start seeing something because right now I, I, we don't know if our elections are totally fake um, with the computer voting. And um, in fact, I just I'm actually getting a, some thing I'm going to probably write about next week on here in Florida and one of the counties here where, you know, there's some evidence of fraud um, with someone's providing me with some info on just to give you a tease on my sub stack next week. But uh, uh, so. I think justice, uh, I think is, the problem is, is there's a lag time between cause and effect. So by the time you're seeing the effect, they're already on to the next thing. And so it's like what they're trying to do right now is like a hit and run. It, it, you know, they just poison all these people. Now they want to move on to the next thing, get people to just accept that, well, they're not, you know, forcing the shots on people unless people are taking them. So let's move on. Well, that's not good enough. These people need a swing that they've they've committed like genuine Nuremberg crimes on so many levels uh, and, and there's just again I'm so happy that I feel that there's going to be a shortage on rope but that's one of the recyclable products I'm real happy it's rope is recyclable you know so um I think you know we we've you know we're just going to see a lot of swinging I, I, seriously I think that when it really hits the fan it's almost gonna and this is not that I'm wanting this to happen but I think by the time the pressure builds enough to see justice, I think it's going to be like the French Revolution in a sense where you're not going to be able to control the justice because I think it's going to it's going to get to that point. And, and that's not a pretty sight. I don't know. You know, I'm speculating, but I just that's where I see it going. Yeah, I think 2024 and 25 will be key years and they're they're trying to pop off wars as well. Maybe that's part of the distraction. I mean, it's one giant collapse and I've guest after guest say, you know, the economy goes first and then it's war and this is the repeat throughout history and then revolutions and um all of this madness. It's time for our break. Again, check out the website, Joseph Sansone, S-A-N-S-O-N-E.substack.com. Uh, Follow him on Twitter uh, as well, PhD Sansone. Uh, feel free to call in like Joe or send in your questions through the chat or email. We'll be right back. Right now, the forgotten poor are waiting for healing and care. 
for life-saving medical care, for a chance to live with dignity and hope. They are waiting for Mercy Ships and you. Mercy Ships is the largest floating civilian hospital in the world with volunteer medical staff and crew who donate their time to save lives. And now, as our newest state-of-the-art hospital ship sets sail, Mercy Ships will double our ability to reach children and adults who need us now. Without the work of Mercy Ships, these patients don't have another option. Mercy Ships is answering the call to serve suffering people who have nowhere else to turn. Together, we are going to some of the world's most desperate places and bringing a wave of hope and healing to those who need it most. To learn more about this wave of hope, go to mercyships.org today. My dad was a farmer. The guy was bigger than life. He wasn't someone that liked to show his emotion or liked to show when he was struggling, but we all struggle. I want to show emotion to my kids. It's something that brings me so much joy, and I want them to see me working through things. Allow your kids to know that it's okay to struggle, that even dad doesn't know the answer sometimes, but we're going to figure it out together. Critically analyzing global affairs, this is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. It's our final segment with Dr. Joseph Sansone, Joseph Sansone, S-A-N-S-O-N-E dot substack.com. Subscribe to his Substack. He publishes a lot of great articles. They get reposted elsewhere, I think, to Lou Rockwell. Uh, he's got a weekly video um, a segment now interviewing a lot of great people. Um, you recently spoke with James Roguski. I chatted with, with him a couple months back. Um, you know, any thoughts? You know, what, what was his update when it comes to this global totalitarian um you know world homicide holocaust organization pandemic treaty international health rules stuff i think he posted iran iran rejected something but um any thoughts on on if that's progressing actually, or, or they're going to fail he actually learned that afterward but um no what, what the big news that he shared when i spoke with him was um that he believes that they've, based on what they've said, that they've missed the deadline, like you have to give four months notice so that on the 27th of January, and he wants to really point attention to this so afterward they can't claim that they didn't miss it. But uh, if they don't do the amendments, then they've missed the deadline to change it, so they got to wait all another year. So that's actually was good news that he was sharing. It, it looks like they, they, they're going to miss that deadline of, of making the... Uh, uh, you know, the changes on the amendments. And I saw a clip, I think yesterday, Meryl Nass pointed this out on her Twitter, and I thought this was instructive. Uh, a clip from the World Hell Organization. Uh, here it is, where basically they're violating their own rules. You had, a, I think, one of the delegates from Monaco was asking the WHO person, um, they were being secret. Uh, and and not open and they, they were basically saying they're going to do their deliberations in secret not reveal the draft uh until later it's basically like this trust us thing and the the, the one of the del national delegates was well that's kind of strange no and so it seems like that's what still what they're trying to do do you think they're going to succeed with the who stuff or 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 not I've, I've seen people in the alt media say you know maybe they're going to fail 
Well, I think they're going to get delayed from if they're missing the deadline for January 27th, because then they can't do it in May with the amendments. So I, I think they might get delayed on it. They don't fail really easy because they just keep going and morphing whatever. My feeling is, is whenever these people have objectives, they, they've got like multiple objectives. So, I, you know, if I've got 12 objectives and I only hit three or four, that's not bad. And um, so I, I don't know. I think that um, it's a real threat. And until we actually leave the World Health Organization and the UN, I think they're, I think they're a threat to humanity. Um, but... Uh, you know, I don't have any faith in any of our institutions here to fight anything either. Um, because how many politicians have said the injections are a bioweapon? Not one, as far as I know. Uh, and, and, yeah. You know, I had Rima Libo on recently, and she was, you know, agenda, what is it, prevent genocide2030.org. Uh, and she's, I mean, she's right. We need to get out of the WHO, get out of, um, all the, the UN basically. I mean, I saw in the US politicians now introduce uh, a new obstacle for um, anyone in the US trying to remove us from NATO. So it's like they're trying to put in safe because, you know, I think Trump was at least talking about you know, pulling out of NATO, WHO. And so they're trying to like prevent this in case Trump or someone else comes back in. Um, I just don't have faith because we're so in this system, all nations, for some president to say, we're getting out of the UN. Screw it. It's like I feel like that's crossing the Rubicon. I, I couldn't fathom uh, any any president having those sorts of uh, uh, cajones, if you know what I'm saying. Well, I mean, the problem is, is I think they need to have it followed up with the with the Congress doing it with the law. Because if they're just doing it by an executive order, then the next guy is going to come and just turn around, and put it back in, and, and, and so it has to be some type of law, I think, um, to do it. But I mean. I don't know. NATO might dissolve on its own if we get this regional war in the Middle East, because if we have a regional war and it's going to involve, you know, all the um, Arab nations and Iran and uh, Turkey, if Turkey gets involved, um, Turkey is a NATO country. And um, if they're in a conflict with Israel, are, are we what are we doing? Because an attack on a NATO country is an attack on all of them. Right. Basically. So what does that do to NATO? I've, yeah, I've had guests as well talk about NATO collapsing people in in the diplomatic world. Well, who, well what uh, happens if the if Tur Turkey is one of the countries at war with Israel? Um, are we at war with Israel, or are we dissolving NATO? What are we doing? I mean, in, in past history, we've had the flip flopping uh, with the alliances, yeah. so I think we could probably expect that sort of stuff. I, I feel like we are going to go to war. We're so crazy, though. I could see us still funding Israel while technically being at war with them, with Turkey. I, I feel like we are going to go to war. We're so crazy, though. I could see us still funding Israel while technically being at war with them, with Turkey. Can see I, I know. we're going to be at war with ourselves. No, I, I I would see that. I mean, in, in some way, we are at war even with ourselves. Um, you know, just talk of civil war, uh, right? But I, I think the people in charge they're sociopaths psychopaths um they want to take us to war i think we're going to see a um a what's huge, the end um, game what's the well, end game on the middle on the middle east i i think it's like an operation chaos and, and, and you know i think part of the false flag there or the stand down orders um was to 
you know, relocate the people from Gaza, but I think it's a broader globalist plan. And I think that's, you know, that's why I say I can see hitting soft targets here in the U.S., but that's if that's happening, the government sanctioned it, in my view. But um, and then that clamps down the police state here. But is the goal to have a nuclear exchange, even if in a limited fashion, to usher in the world government to a greater degree so that never happens again? Or is that when the fake aliens come here and tell us we're going to have to take over so you don't blow up the world? I, I think mean, what just, do we do? You summed it all up, uh, basically. You know, I'm still reading. I haven't had time to finish it. It's right behind me, this book from 1970. It's an academic book, and the guy is talking about we need to depopulate, which is one of the, the vectors here. So global war will lower the population through the war itself, through the economic decline, um, you know, supply chain collapse, inflation, so starvation, right? Um, uh, pe people succumbing easier to, to disease. Uh and 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 death and then building back better right rebuilding the destroyed sections of nations into smart cities and then the world what's government the he said, what's the end what's the end game with the middle east i well i mean i think it's always world government because the guy in the book he says we need to depopulate uh democracy doesn't work we need to have technocracy and we need that world government he actually says in the book we can have a series of limited wars which we're seeing now ukraine right. um middle east taiwan um other places and then even a limited nuclear exchange he mentions as that that would be enough to convince the world population to relinquish their sovereignty to finally accept world government and we saw that world war one league of nations world war two united nations now there's talk mm -hmm. of reforming the un to add a, a, a par parliament like a part un parliamentary assembly so either reform it or create an entirely new version like they have in the past and so uh and the aliens as well i think uh <laughs> or or the demons uh fallen angels as i like to see them could could be coming in and so yeah uh, two and a half minutes to midnight doc um you know any other thoughts it's going to be quite a wild ride uh davos they're meeting in davos next week cobra commander i just hope nobody hits the wrong button on the drones but um uncle klaus you suck we hate you you're the bad uncle um i think uh i think we're screwed i think we got an ugly future um but again it's a wonderful time to be alive because you've got a choice you can defeat global genocide or and save the human race what else can you ask for i mean they're trying to kill us all you can look the other way be a total coward or you can do what you can to stop it it's that simple really i see people like there's different levels of evil you you've got these psychopaths that are doing what they're doing to the whole planet but you know it's evil if you're just silent right now too i i mean i get it i get it you know we've all got lives to do and i'm not saying everybody needs to be like a political activist that kind of thing to that degree but it's like look it's like not saying anything while they're bringing your neighbor into the gas chamber like your your people you know and love are being murdered right now. They're getting cancers. They're having heart attacks. I mean, hey, look, my insulin's poisoned. I, I don't even with the with the hydrogels and all that stuff in it. I don't even know if that's why I had triple bypass heart surgery in the spring. So, it, it you know, it is what it is. I think that's a strong point to end on, and very true. And you know, during in twenty twenty during COVID. I had this rage. Uh, I was depressed and angry because I couldn't stand 
Uh, you know, I was always getting yelled at for not wearing the mask, and I just couldn't stand everyone else around me being cowards and complying. Were they worse or think, better in Mexico? Were they worse or better there? A lot of people complied. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a mixed bag, but um, yeah, there's always time to repent and, and uh, you know, say I screwed up. Let's let's move forward. Join the resistance. Join the fight. Uh, hopefully we, we see our numbers increase every day. Always great to chat. Uh, Doc, real quick, 20, 30 seconds left. Your your best website? Uh, josephsansone.substack.com. Rory, keep up the fight for liberty, freedom, baby. Freedom. All right. All right. Uh, great to, to, to be fighting side by side here with you. Yes. Uh, all right. I'm... I'm signing off. Steve Malzberg is up next. Uh, as uh, they used to say in the prisoner, Patrick McGuhan, be seeing you. <laughs> <laughs>